What happens when you take three dads who love golf and love their kids, put them together with an open microphone? Well, you get this show. Trevor, Brian, and I, uh, we're going to go into a little bit about our backgrounds with golf and being a dad, really where our dad skills are. So thanks for joining us, everyone. I hope you enjoy the show. You're listening to the Birdie Dad Podcast. They can't make a birdie, but they can dad. And now your hosts, Jared, Brian, and Trevor. When when we talked about this and I pitched this show to my wife, I got the most incredible eye roll. I don't know about you guys. I got a massive eye roll when she heard golf and podcast. <laughs> I didn't get the eye roll. I just kind of got a maybe a sigh of relief. Oh, maybe you can be gone for a little bit every week. It's good. <laughs> my wife's a golf widow anyway, so it didn't really phase her, I think. So <laughs> uh, uh, there was no way she was going to let it fly. It's just a golfer's podcast. So yeah. that was the, the real point. This is yeah, your support can... group, your, your dad's support group, right? It's not about golf. It's about, it's about your dad's support group. If we can find some other people to listen other than our parents and our friends from high school, then uh, maybe we can actually make a job out of this thing. Uh, But, you know, I like the dad support group. You're right. Um, So if you're a golfer out there and you need a show to listen to, but you need your wife's approval, this is it. This is the one where we're going to help you as a dad and a spouse. And we've got you covered. We got you covered on all angles. We're going to look at getting better better golfers and, and better dads. So, do you guys, uh, you want to talk about what we're doing here? I mean, what, what's the point of the show? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, you know, when when we talked about all this, um, we're obviously amateur golfers. Um, we're not professional, so we're not going to claim to fix your game. Um, but we want to just talk about um, our golf games, how what we've done to get better, what we've seen that works, um, as well as some, you know, funny stories that um, didn't work. Um, and talk about our kids and being a dad and trying to get our, um, kids into golf and enjoying golf. Yeah. And for me, it's the same. I think, you know, it's every time I talk to you guys, every couple of weeks, we're always talking about our golf games and, uh, what's the latest with our kids. So, I mean, I think this coming together, uh, it could be fun just learning how to be a better golfer and a better dad. And also hearing other people's stories down the road, hopefully if this thing takes off, we can hear other people's stories on how they're getting their kids into the game. And I think about that and immediately comes to mind Tiger. And I think we could get Tiger on the show. You guys, you, you think Tiger would be willing to come on? <laughs> Worth a shot. shot. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Anyone else? I mean, what about, uh, you got another golfer we could think about? Maybe their dad would want to come on the show? Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think, um, you know, bunch of those guys, those young guys, you know, you got, they maybe not have kids yet, but you know, they're still in that, that range. Ricky Fowler comes to mind that has a dad that probably wants to come on and talk to us. I mean, who doesn't want to talk to us? Yeah. Maybe, uh, yeah, maybe the dad of a golfer. We could look into that get some of those guys on, tell us how they got their, their PGA kids going or LPGA kids going. Yeah. That's where I'm at. I have two daughters. So I'm, I'm looking forward to maybe finding some LPGA dads that can help me out. So. Excellent. Excellent. Let's talk, uh, let's talk golf a little bit. Um, uh, Brian, how did you get into golf? Uh, what's your What's your story behind the game? Yeah, so I got into golf, um, introduced the game when I went to go visit my grandparents every summer. So I spent about a week with them. They lived on a golf course. And so I'd go hit a couple balls the range, um, but that was about it. <laughs> I didn't practice, <laughs> didn't get into it when I was a kid. Um, so I, I knew what golf was. I knew how to swing a club. Um, didn't really get into it um, until probably college when 
Um, I was hanging around with you guys a little bit on the golf course, um, but that was not even about golf. Like when we were when we played in college, it was more just about uh, drinking beer, right? So um, I think when I got really into playing and fixing my game was when I went out with a, a group of guys up here in Seattle. I'm in Seattle, Washington, but um, after college, and it was um, just a Saturday game, a chance to get out of the house. Um, you know, be a little bit competitive on the golf course. Um, and I was, I was horrible when I first started. So I'm talking like 130 plus, um, picking up the ball, just trying to keep up. And, um, but I enjoyed it (laughs) surprisingly, even with all of that. And, uh, I started taking lessons, um, started really getting into trying to improve my game. Um, seeing what I can do. And it was mainly just to keep up with um, the guys I was playing with. So I wasn't an embarrassment to them <laughs> or I wasn't causing our group to have a, a six hour round. So um, yeah, that's how I got into it. But now I'm hooked. I'm, I'm ready to go. And I just want, I want uh, that, that passion to, to kind of trickle down, trickle down economics to my kids. Yeah. I definitely can relate to the uh, not slowing your group down. I mean, when, when I play now, I, I'm pretty comfortable on any course, you know, I might lose a few balls based on where we're playing, but I think that's where a lot of guys, we, we would hope to get them, help them get to that level, right? You can step on any course and you're comfor- comfortable to play. Like, you know, you can go have 18 and you're going to have a good time. Right. I think that's, yeah, that's kind of where I started too. I mean, I had no clue on kind of the, all the rules and just the same thing. I kind of played, you know, by myself just because I was fearful of being that guy, you know, of in, in his pocket all the time, you know, every hole. So uh, my, my start, my golf story is, you know, I didn't get into it till my, you know, mid twenties, you know, I was, I was a team sport guy kind of through high school and, uh, never really played golf other than just an occasional par three with my dad. And, um, yeah, it was before kids after marriage though. Um, I, after work, I would just, we lived close to a golf course and I would just go play like, you know, probably 40 plus rounds a summer for a few summers. And, uh, mm-hmm. I really got the bug and I, and I saw my, my results by playing a lot, you know, my scores dropped from like, I don't know, probably, you know, the 115s, 120s down into, you know, the 80s and 90s even. So, um, so that was part of it, you know, seeing that success, putting some work into it and being able to kind of see, see the fruits of your labor, so to speak. And then, um, yeah, I got in my 30s, the kids came and my, my golf game tanked. So here I am talking to you guys, <laughs> trying to figure that yeah. out again. Now you're back yeah, in the one thirties. Exactly. Trev, you're, you're not being, I mean, you're being pretty humble there. I played with you. You, you shoot in the seventies too. I mean, maybe not now because of the kids, but I know you're down in the seventies at a time. So don't sell yourself too short there. I've seen you put up some good rounds. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I definitely, I think I dropped from like a, I remember, I remember I was close to a 20 after a few summers and then I dropped in like a year to like a 6.2. It was pretty crazy. Oh, that's a big um, drop. Yeah. It was a huge, Dang. huge drop. Yeah. I took some lessons along the way too, but, but yeah, you know, I, I think the last few summers I've hit seven, you know, broken 80, you know, once a summer, but this summer I have not, um, funny enough, I'm, I'm still at the 80 mark this summer. So. I got a few weeks left, months left in Central Oregon, so hopefully I can crack that barrier again. You can do it. You <laughs> can get it, man. Yeah. I know you are. You know, my story is different than your, you guys. I, I played at a much earlier age. I mean, I, I was playing golf uh, with my dad and grandfather when I was probably seven, eight years old. Uh, but, you know, my dad was in construction, so it, it wasn't country club golf. And I know we're going to hear different stories down the road, and golf is a funny game because – you know, it's a lot of country club bringing up for a lot of kids. And, you know, a lot of kids don't get that exposure. And 
And I had it, but in a different element. And I was really that kid just trying to stay out of my grandfather's way because he was the big golfer. And with my dad, it was just more of, you know, my dad worked a lot. And so anytime I could get out on the course with him, I did. And my my brother, I mean, my brother would be out there too, but we were just kind of in the back running around. Didn't really learn the game. I think I learned some of the basics like, uh, you know, basic sand rules again because of the 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 etiquette of the game, but not really the game itself. So was that, was that I, rule just never get into the sand? That, pretty much, that, uh, yeah, 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 pretty much. I mean, when you're a kid, seven eight years old, it's stay out <laughs> of the sand. Uh, you know, it's in and with some other maybe choice words in there uh, from time to time, but uh, <laughs> it was don't get in there and don't wreck the cart. And yeah. those are like the two rules I learned. And, and so I didn't have like your traditional golf upbringing. You guys didn't either. You, you didn't learn two years later, but I was semi around the course. But, you know, if I showed you the course, it, it's not a country club. It, it wasn't a private club. And Jesus, I think about it. I didn't even play the first country club until I was probably 28. And, and I had been around golf a lot of my life, just around the sport, but never really got into to playing a private club. And that was, that was through a friend. So a little, little different bringing with the game. Um, I mean, I played my, I remember the first set of clubs were my grandfather's clubs that were, he didn't hit anymore and they were just passed down. And I think I was probably seven years old hitting these, these senior irons that were just nice. chopped down a little bit. That, that was what you did. So <laughs> I'm sure the weight was way off for a kid. It probably led to some horrible tendencies, uh, yeah. but I, I enjoyed think- the game. Yeah, I think my first club was uh, um, persimmon wood from my grandparents. Oh, yeah. So I think that yeah. was, you know, maybe a little bit worse. I'm better. I don't know. But yeah, um, yeah, that, yeah. That, yeah it's that a pretty was ratty did, club right? starting off. Yeah, absolutely. Those were junior clubs back then. I mean, that's how, how we, I was raised with them is just, hey, you just cut down your dad's old clubs or your, you know, you take them down to the pro shop, they cut them down for you. And, and they didn't look at, it didn't matter about like, uh, you know, if they were, if they were extra firm or anything like that. It was just, here's some clubs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, rough and tough. <laughs> yeah, so different upbringing. I mean, I, I'm shooting today now around 15 handicap, which is good. You know, had a long journey with that. Uh, still like play, Trevor, still had playing with the with the um, cutoff clubs. <laughs> no, you know what though? Those are probably stored away somewhere in my dad's garage. Believe it or not, <laughs> I could probably dig those out for for my daughter. You should, you you should go different. back, see what your score is. That'd be fun. Oh, that'd be interesting. Go back and hit the the cut down clubs. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to have a challenge one of these days to all play with our old high school clubs and see how we do. <laughs> Find your old high school ones. I truly don't even remember when I got my first – I mean, that was my first set. I, I think I played with those for quite a while. I don't remember when I – I mean, I remember when I bought my first set of irons, uh, but I was I was much older. I was late 20s. I had to have had a hand-me-down set somewhere down <laughs> along the line too. Yeah, I think I think when I was 27, I, I actually bought my first set. So it took me that long to get get my own clubs. And it was from some dude – um, who was selling his Golden Bear Costco clubs? I had the same one. That was my first set. So I was probably seven <laughs> nice. years before you. I got them from for Christmas, I think, for like right did after you, college. Did and you get yours and play it against sports? <laughs> <laughs> no, I got mine from Costco. But I remember those yeah. things that were graphite. And, uh, you know, yep. as a 25 yep. year old, I was swinging about 140 miles an hour. <laughs> and so I was yeah. smacking everybody uh, to the left, like hard. It was, there's, oh. yeah, I mean, they, they were cheap, so I got them, right? Um, but yeah, they, they were not for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you guys remember playing against sports? Man, I used to, I used to love that. 
Yeah. Yeah. Good deals in there. You should introduce yourself, Jared, as a cheap dad, because we got to let everybody oh, else know. Yeah, yeah, yeah there yeah. we go. Che- cheap well, dad. Let's let's go there. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah. Well, I wanted to get into that the dad skills, so I, I guess I'll go there. Is that you know, if if you know me, yeah, that that's a strength. That's a skill I've I've honed my entire life. Is I I am excellent at, at being the cheap dad. And you now you may ask, like, what does that mean? Well, I mean, I knew played against sports pretty well. And to me, one of the best things I see is when I find a product and I see refurbished. I mean, and that is just fantastic. That that is just music to my ears. And I find those on eBay a lot. So I'm I'm a frequent eBay shopper. The the old I mean, I'm still keeping played against sports alive here. Yeah. I'd I'd like to paint our listeners a picture, Jared, of you and your your habits. If you think of Happy Gilmore, the caddy who's uh, picks up a quarter. Off the ticker as a marker and puts it in his pocket and then also grabs the cracker and eats it. That's, that's Jared for you. Yeah, I mean, you know, if I could explain though, because, you know, my, my wife will be listening and Cheap Dad really exists. And this is the truth, okay? Cheap Dad really exists because uh, I'm always looking to to get something down the road. I'm trying to save something for down the road for my daughter or multiple kids. I'm going to have something. Trust me, I'll be long gone and they'll they'll be ready to go because of all these years of training that I put in for them. So ultimately, that's the goal down the road. But, uh, you know, and with that, <laughs> I'm still I'm still thinking about the caddy. I mean, you uh, know, that's, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's me. That's me. If we go play, don't put a quarter down <laughs> in the green. Don't mind the ball with the quarter because Jared will pick it up quick. That's, I'll get it. I'll get it. Hey, if you guys uh, need the best twilight rates in your your area, let me know. I got it. I got the best rates. I can tell you where the cheapest tea times are right now. So you just just hit me up. I'll, I'll let you know. Oh, I gotcha. So okay. So Brian, what, what kind of dad skills do you have? Man, um, I don't have too many. I um, no, actually, that's not true. Um, I, you know, if you ask me what kind of dad I want to be, like you got, you got the cheap dad going on over there. I guess I'm trying to be, or or more like the, the Zen dad. Right. So I'm trying to be patient. I'm trying to be um, calm when I'm around my kids. There's been times when I've tried to. Um, so I'm working on that. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, typically I, I like to be in control of the situation. I like to be in control of, of my life and my space. Um, so I'm, I'm, I've learned a lot to let that go. So I'm trying to be the Zen dad, trying to, you know, be mindful. Um, I meditate every morning <laughs> just for that purpose. And, um, yeah, so you know, I'm I'm, I'm hoping to. Uh, I mean, my main goal in raising a kid is is um, uh, no assholes. That's it. <laughs> That's my only goal. You, you so, don't want to be that dad, huh? That's a good goal. No, <laughs> I don't want to be that dad. That's yeah, a I good mean, goal. That, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want to be the overbearing guy that's you know forcing your kid to do something they don't want to do. So, just trying to uh, support them and um, yeah, not be an asshole. There you go. That's a great goal. We'll we'll try to help you along that way. Uh, Trev, what do you think? Your, your dad skills, what do you got going for you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely an amateur dad too. Um, I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I'm more of like a distraction, uh, smoke and mirrors, manipulation dad, however you want to put it. Like I'm trying to herd cats here every day, you know? So, um, trying to kind of get my kids to align with my thoughts for right now. I mean, sure. They're going to make their own opinions and everything, but you know, I'm trying to, trying to get them to enjoy the game of golf a little bit. So I feel like when I'm doing that as a dad, I'm, I'm trying to like distract them with different games, you know, chipping to potato chip bags so they can get some chips or putting dangling some Gatorades out there, you know, just trying to keep them 
at least building some skills, but not trying to be an asshole about it. Like Brian says, you know, so, um, and then I, that's part of being on this podcast is just hearing some other people's stories along the lines of how they, they, you know, bring up their kids and some of their tricks to the trade. Cause you know, there's no, as they say, there's no manual to, to, to dadding. Right. So I could use all the help I can get. And, uh, I guess I don't really have a good answer for you on that one other than just trying to, you know, be better than I was the day before, I guess. Yeah. You know, a guy told me once, uh, for parenting when I was expecting my, my daughter, I only have one, one kid right now and and she's two. And, uh, one, a a friend of mine gave me some great advice and what he told me was, Hey, the trick to being a dad is you don't need to do everything well. Just focus on doing uh, like some things well. And he's like, pick, you know, decide what that's going to be. You don't have to do it all. And I still think of that every day, you know, every day I'm struggling with something. It's like, Hey, I don't, I don't have to do it all, you know, but, but what am I going to do really well for my kid? Master of none. I guess yeah. that's the, <laughs> that's the key, right? You just yeah. got to try to do everything a little bit. So a lot our listeners, you guys might be wondering, you know, if we're amateur dads and we're, we're amateur golfers, like how, how are we going to bring you these tips and how are we going to help you? And it's going to kick into, we're going to, we've got a segment and it's, it's the golfers and dads segment where we're going to bring tips for you, a golf tip and a parenting tip. And really that's going to come from, I'd say we're all really well-read and we're excellent researchers. So we're going to gather up the tips from other experts, everyone that really knows what they're doing and see what works and bring it to you through that format. So I think, I think that's a good point, Jared. Um, you know, in college, we learned how to write a thesis paper. We're good. We can we can research and read books. We're good at that. We are very good at reading uh, and researching. So we're going to apply yourself, those yes. skills. <laughs> <laughs> we'll apply those skills and bring you what's important. So Treb, uh, take the way this time for our golf tip for for dads, um, and and let's talk about your main drill you do with your kids for putting. Give us that one big golf tip for them. Um, yeah. So for me, I kind of have a little game where I actually use a um, can of Pringles uh, chips. You know, they love those things. And uh, that's my kind of my carrot at the end of the line. So I'll put out a, a Pringles that's kind of similar to a golf hole. So put it out on a practice screen and uh, I'll have them, you know, five to 10 feet away from the, the, the Pringles can. And I say, if they can hit it, they get a chip basically. And so we'll start off pretty close and then we kind of try to back up, you know, make them try to two putt for two chips kind of thing. So that's, that's something that they really seem to enjoy, you know, they, because they like Pringles, but it could be anything, you know, it can be a Gatorade, um, it could be anything that's kind of a cylindrical thing that they have to aim at. And kind of the point is to leave a close second putt. Right. So, um, that's kind of the goal that I use that drill for. Nice. So, so is it one, one of the big tall cans of Pringle cans or is it like yeah. one of the shorter ones, a little stubby ones? Yeah, it's the mega And, and, and how, how, how often do you guys get through that whole thing? <laughs> I try to make it last at least a couple sessions, but the problem is dad has it in his car when he's you know going to work <laughs> and so he's, he's crunching them all the time. So we were oh, lucky yes. to get through, you know, maybe two with one can. Nice. Nice. And our parenting tip this week, um, it really kind of comes to what you guys are saying and Right now, when we're during COVID, a lot of parents have found this naturally, but it, it, it's something that, that's really uh, it's important, which is investing a dedicated time for your kids each night. And the studies have found that if you dedicate 10 minutes of pure, just focused time, and it can be playtime, it can be reading, uh, an activity with your kids each night, that 10 minutes, and I'm talking without cell phones and ideally without TV or any distractions. 
that 10 minutes is worth more than over an hour of distracted time with your kids. And it's actually one of the, the largest pieces that you can provide that has an impact on your kids uh, in school too, because they know through expert studies that the amount of involvement a parent is at home will affect how they perform in school. So that's oh. our tip this week. Yeah. Take 10 minutes with your kids. I like 10 minutes of golf. That works. Good stuff, Jared. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really going to wrap up our show for this first episode. We're, we're excited to have you guys with us. Um, we're going to have some great stuff coming up. So uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening, everybody. Come back. See you next <laughs> time. You've just listened for free. Now here's the deal. Go to our website at birdiedads.com and join us. You will get our golf starters guide and our golf coloring book for kids free right now by signing up. It just takes an email. Thanks for hanging out with us and we'll see you next time.